Cousin Jared, we are here for college basketball Thursday, November 23rd. Happy Thanksgiving to you. No, happy Thanksgiving to, to you as well and to, to all of our viewers. Yes, happy Thanksgiving to all of our viewers who will either be watching this technically on Thanksgiving or mere minutes or hours away from it, mm -hmm. uh, depending on how late some of you stay up or what country you're in. Because I don't know, we mm -hmm. probably, you know, yeah. I know we got some people over in, in Europe that watch baseball. I don't, I don't know about basketball. Um, mm -hmm. We've got a loaded slate. I mean, the worst game on Thanksgiving would be like the best game on like most Friday nights. Oh, um, yeah. New Year. It's oh, yeah. just an absolutely loaded slate. Yeah, uh, it, it, yeah. I, I promise you. Uh, actually, we're gonna we're gonna talk about the worst game uh, probably on the show today. And uh, good luck picking out which one it is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, as I mentioned yesterday, some of the bigger games even are had not been decided until kind of gone through some of this. Haven't updated the model from the games today, so. Uh, we will have picks on those for everybody over on Dub Club. Uh, but otherwise, these are three what we think are money-making opportunities for you here uh, on Thanksgiving. Uh, as I mentioned with Jake uh, on our football show, we will try to reasonably go through this quickly because we know a lot of you are, are trying to get the content in fast uh, and, and get away. But viewer, if you do need something to do to stay away from family uh cousin jared and i will have you covered because after this we are about to record our weekly two-hour show recover every college football game so if you need more content we've got you covered over on dub club with the study hall version of this week's college football games yep yep can't can't wait to to dive into that the last full week of of college football so it's, it's going to be a, a a good one we'll see if we can keep it two hours or not i'm we'll not see. sure if we can help ourselves being the last usually week. i feel like I feel like usually we go like 210, it seems like. Yeah. We can't quite keep it too. Uh, yeah. Some green, some red uh, on the screen here. I mean, it's kind of leverage to repeat, not really anything different than what we talked about. Tolls are doing well, sides are struggling. Uh, I, I will point out, I think the biggest thing is our sides, A grade sides, ROI negative, about 5%. I feel like we're just like treading water, just holding steady so that when they get on a run, it can get into the green mm -hmm. <laughs> because yeah. we know it's coming. As I mentioned, we just don't know when. Um, you know, uh, doing trying to look at them all, trying to figure out how to react, how to adjust, what changes to make, what changes not to make. Again, that's something that, that I'm doing behind the scenes. But totals are continuing to do well, so we're going to focus more on that. We five and two on the totals that we gave out for free yesterday. Um, so we feel like we've got some strong total picks. Two of the three today will be totals. Uh, and again, here's the QR code if you want to sign up on Dub Club. $5 off your first month with the link in the show description. Real quick, and, and I do want to keep this relatively short because, Jared, I was thinking about this, and the, our, our show is about a little bit about education, right? I, mm -hmm. I, I was a professor for five years, yep. and I like helping people. I want to help teach people. Mm -hmm. I, I was thinking about what's an interesting thing to be thinking about here for people that we're starting to see is late-game fouls in college basketball. Mm -hmm. There was a trend that we started seeing last year that we hadn't seen that I recall ever before. Last year was the first time I remember seeing it where a team would be down 12 with two minutes to go and foul. Mm -hmm. And I think it's the smart move because honestly, if you're down 12 at that point, like the probability, like you get a stop and then a score and then a stop and a score, you're still down multiple scores, things mm -hmm. went your way. And now you've burned a minute and a half off, off the clock in 30 seconds, right? Right. Yeah. Something to keep an eye on as you're going forward. If you weren't aware of that, I think it's interesting here. We were kind of joking around on, on Discord a little bit off off just you and me chatting. You know, 
if you could predict certain things, you know, the totals would be even better. But a lot of those are hard to predict because there's like this sweet spot where if you're up like 15, the offense doesn't care if they score and they'll just run the clock out. But if you're up eight, you're going to get fouled. So there'll be more points. But if you're up 15, yeah. there'll be less points. But if you're up 25, honestly, who knows? Because you don't even know who's trying at that point, right? right, right. And, 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 and if you're up five, you might end up with a lot of points, but you may, but if you're up three, you may not. Like It's just this, like, you can't model it or predict it. I've looked at it. And even if I were to predict how a game would go, and even if I knew, even if I knew that, then every coach has a different threshold yeah, and every yeah. situation is different and they make a different decision. So it's like, even if I knew one thing I, that I, that I can never know that we will never know. I then have to know something else we can never know. So there yeah. is just some of that variability in the light games up, but it is good to keep note of these teams. We, there are some teams who are, they're down 12 or 30 seconds to go. They're going to foul. Mm-hmm. And there's some teams that like, it's kind of beneath them. They, yeah. they'll just take their loss like a man, you know, whatever it may be. They, they, they just, they'll just go on and lose. They don't really care. And other teams are like, no, we're going to fight hard to the end. And early season, I think you're seeing a little bit more fouls late. I think you're seeing teams say, this is a great opportunity to practice these late game situations and treat it like we're down five, not 10 yeah. or something like that. And so you're just seeing some different things from different teams. Uh, just something to keep an eye on here. We always talk about there's a lot of variability in college basketball, and, and this is one way it happens. So it's just something that was on my mind. Uh, thinking about, but otherwise we'll get to it here with an afternoon game, 2.30 PM Eastern Florida Atlantic and Butler cousin Jared. I stand by, I think Florida Atlantic's overrated. I do not think of the 10th best team in the country. Uh, it was a great run last year. They're a good team. I think the market's too high on them. That doesn't mean that I'm fading them. The market mm-hmm. can be too high on a team. And that still doesn't mean that the other side has good value. We, we say there's a price you should take. That if you took them both, you guarantee a profit, right? There's a price where you took you would take the favorite at minus 150 and you take the dog at plus 200. Well, if you right. took both of those, you'd guarantee money, right? Or yeah. you take the favorite at minus three and you take the dog at plus seven and you'd have a nice little middle there, whatever it, your range may be. That is a fault in this category. So I think he's overrated, but I'm not fading him in this game. Instead, we're going to talk about the total. We're going to go over 140. Model thinks 146. Butler is an improved team, uh, but for the most part, just kind of run of the mill uh, a little bit faster than average on pace. And that's likely the driving force to get this up into the 140s, in my opinion. Because, Jared, what are you seeing here? Yeah, so you, you mentioned what teams are going to foul when, when they're up 12 points. Uh, I, another variable that you kind of had now early in the season that you don't have other times are teams playing back to back to back games you know three games in in three days that's not something that you're going to see um later on in the season and one thing that i have uh, observed and who knows if this um you know kind of keeps going but it seems earlier in the season that if there is one team that wants to play an above average pace they seem to be much more effective at dragging the slower paced team into a faster paced game and so maybe once you get the conference maybe that changes a little bit but um early in the season it seems that it for the most part, you know, if I had to wait them, I'd say it's like 60 to 70%, you know, 
the pace of the faster team kind of influences that pace and uh, less so for, for the slower pace team. So I agree with you. I think this is going to be a, a faster uh, paced game. And for FAU, when you talk about them being a, a little bit um, overrated, I think that that offense maybe could be a little bit worse and you're still going to have a good offense. I think maybe it's their defense that is maybe taking a little bit more of, of a step back. And so I think that's where you're going to um, see a lot of points. I think that average or slightly above average Butler offense is going to be able to do some things. Uh, against this FAU defense from what I've seen so far this season. So um, over 140, that's a good, in my opinion, that's a good number um, to go over when you get like, you know, once you get into like the mid 140s or upper 140s, that's that's a number you're like, oh, this game has to go a very specific way for me to get over a number like this. So I, I like this when it's in the, the lower 140s. If it's got up to like 144 or something, that's where I'd be like, eh, not, not so sure anymore. And you touched on some great points. Talked about a few of those suggestions about pace uh, in the show and or the, the TikTok and Instagram totals today. Uh, and we talked about price sensitivity. And absolutely, I would agree with you here. We never know where the number's going to go. Sometimes it drops way down. Sometimes it flies up. Sometimes it goes with us. Sometimes it goes against us. Sometimes the move doesn't matter. <laughs> We've yeah. seen that a number of times. We've had like yeah. 10 point moves and it covered the original number. It didn't matter about the move and it, it, it was completely irrelevant. But other times it does matter. And so one of the things, obviously, again, as an educational show, as a math show, as a sports show, mask as, as a sports show masquerading as an educational show or <laughs> educational masquerading as a sports show uh, and, a, and a math show, right, that uh, one of the things we have to understand is we know that we will not be perfect. We know that there will be losses. Our goal, honestly, in sports betting is to always try to, if you're betting minus 110s, just change three or so out of your 100 losses into wins. And how can you do that? by getting better numbers and better prices. One way to do that shopping around, one way to do that is making sure you know kind of where to play it at when you see the movement of the line, do you still play it or do, when do you back off? Um, and and again, that doesn't mean that you're gonna nail it perfectly because that no one can, right. just like no one can win every bit, right? So we're, we're just trying to get better on three out of a hundred. And for some people that could take you from a losing better to a break even better or a break even better to a winning better or the other way if you're doing money lines, when we always talk about those is to get better prices because then you don't have to win anymore but your wins take you further and your losses hurt you less. So right, uh, right. again, just some things to think about there on this. So I tend to agree the model would put its cutoff at 143 and a half as a mm. two and a half point spread. It's kind of what we've been using. There's no exact science to that. Should it be two, it should be somewhere between two and four. So we've kind of found if, if, you're, if you're that far off, you're pretty good. So 140, yes, 141, yes, 142. Yes, it starts getting 142 to 144. That's where you start having a question. And yeah, places like above 144 is where it gets a little bit nicer. It doesn't mean it won't hit either way. It just means right. the value is less less apparent for us. Which take us to 8 p.m. Eastern. And speaking of money lines, we got one for you here. Boise State and Virginia Tech. Look, I, the model believes in Virginia Tech. Doesn't mean it's right. I always like to say it's right. Six out of 10-ish times, 11 out of 20-ish times, whatever. It's not right on every team. It's right more than it's wrong. But it takes stands on teams. And, you know, we, we come to find out, you know, middle end of the season, uh, we've done it here with football. We kind of have a good idea who, you know, and the, and the models change its mind on teams. It's got to come around and kind of acknowledged it was wrong, right? Acknowledged yeah. that it's seeing something different now. Model really likes this Virginia Tech team and thinks they are a, you know, borderline tournament team here, right? At number 45 and doesn't really believe in Boise. Thinks they're okay. Very solid on offensive defense. Just a step back from Virginia Tech, a neutral site game here. So the fact that Virginia Tech is almost 30 spots better than Boise State is enough to get them a 63% chance of winning. That makes minus 115 an eight-grade pick. Cousin Jared, what are your thoughts? 
So I, I look at Virginia Tech, and I, I they have one loss this season to South Carolina. South Carolina has won multiple games this season as an, an underdog, and an outright dog. And so I feel like, um, you know, may, we shouldn't penalize Virginia Tech too much for that loss because I, I think uh, the books are just lower on South Carolina than what they need to be. Um, but on the flip side, uh, you look at Boise State and uh, nothing really special uh, done so far this season. Close win over San Francisco. Uh, they lost. That's not a bad, not a bad win. No, 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 not a bad win, but they, they lost quite handily. Go ahead. No, yeah, I was going to just point out that, you know, um, that was a home game. Mm-hmm. They barely won, and San Francisco is seemingly a team around where Boise State is, like not a clear tournament team, just a solid team. Mm-hmm. Um, you should win that close at home, right? They, they kind of just did what they, what was expected of them, right? Yep, yep, exactly right. And then they went to Clemson and, and got handled uh, pretty easily uh, by by Clemson and that game on on the road for for Boise State. But the thing that I want to point out is that when you go to sidelines ratings, it basically has Clemson and Virginia Tech as the exact same team. So I say you look at that, um, you know, Clemson Boise State game, take away the home court advantage. Uh, for Clemson, and you still have a, a pretty solid win for Clemson. And I think Clemson and Virginia Tech are basically interchangeable. At least that's what sideline says. So um, I think the uh, minus 115 uh, odds here are, are a little bit too short. This is a new, neutral site game, so so uh, no home court advantage either way. But, um, yeah, I, I think this price is just too short uh, based on what Clemson did to Boise. And sideline says Virginia Tech is basically the same as Clemson. And we talked – earlier in the week about a team traveling from the north all the way down to florida and the closer road trip you know helping that out this isn't the exact same situation this game's in orlando but uh, virginia tech obviously not located in the same state as orlando but relative to where boise is it kind of is right i mean boise is a long ways away at least it's got you know body clock wise they are on the same you know playing at 8 p.m eastern it'll be like a 5 p.m local start for them Mm -hmm. or maybe Maybe six. They might. I think they're actually not in time zone. So, so a six p.m. start for them. But uh, mm-hmm. so it'll feel. But it's just still a long travel. And so if there is any travel edge here to be had, and we're not saying there is necessarily. Right now, the model is saying there isn't. But if there is to be had, you would think that would be in Virginia Tech's favor. Sort of another yeah. point for them. Uh, so a great pick minus one fifteen again, a pretty good price here. Again, as a reminder, if you're interested in being with us on Dub Club, there. All of the thresholds for a pick to get to an A grade or a B grade are given for every single game. So if you want to, if you say, "Hey, how much do I play this to?" again, that's part of what is provided for every single game over on Dub Club. Which takes us to a late one here, 10 p.m. Eastern. North Carolina State and Vanderbilt. The pace of Vanderbilt is just really slow, and we talk about the fast mm-hmm. team usually being able to accelerate the pace. If North Carolina State accelerates the pace for Vanderbilt, it still won't accelerate them very much. They're still a below right. average pace team. North Carolina State, a very solid team. Uh, honestly, it's funny you talked about Virginia Tech and Clemson being similar. I kind of feel like you throw NC State in that group too. These are the teams, there's a handful of them, I feel like, in the ACC that are just constantly like on the bubble every year. And then one year randomly, right. one of them actually be good or whatever. But they all kind of seem interchangeable. I know they're not. I'm not trying to offend anyone. I know that there are some differences. But you do, we have the last several years kind of seen some of these teams be fairly interchangeable, very similar to yeah. each other, or at least as similar as teams can be just randomly picked from the same conference. Right. NC State, a good team. Uh, Vanderbilt, according to the sideline, pretty far behind them. NC State's favored. They should be favored in this one. But 
Uh, again, we're not here to talk about that. We're going to talk about the under 142 and a half models is 138.3. So the model thinks this game on average is more likely to stay in the 130s than the 140s, even though Vanderbilt's offense is better than their defense. Model just doesn't think there's going to be enough pace in this one to get enough possessions to get us over. Obviously, anything can happen late game fouls overtime. Teams just get hot. But because you're not all about you. I swear every time we miss an over or we have a sweaty over, mm-hmm. I look at the free throws and it's like, there's like 27 missed free throws <laughs> if you miss the over. And so, you know, you may have a weird situation where these teams just get hot from three and get two boards, but they might also miss like 20 some odd free throws, right? Because right. it's it's kind of an epidemic and, and it is what it is, right? With the free throws. And, and a lot of you may be, you know, throwing things at your TV, you know, saying you can make those free throws or whatever. But without getting into that rabbit hole, it is what it is. Free throw shooting isn't very good. So there's a lot of ways that this can go under uh, and stay in the 130s. Because, Jared, what's your take? So uh, the past five games combined that these two two teams ha- have played this season um, have ended up in the 140s. So, like, I see why this total is where it is. Like, all of the, like I said, the last five games that these two teams have participated in, uh, you've had totals from, like, 140 to, like, 148. So uh, I see why this total is the way it is. But um, what I think might be a little amiss here is when you look at the pace that you have for NC State and Vanderbilt, um, I think that those games have been getting into the 140s and into the the mid and upper 140s because of the teams they've been playing. Uh, Number one, NC State and Vanderbilt have been the better teams in in those games. And generally, the other team wanted to play faster. So to my point on the the first game, I think those uh, worst teams have been dragging the pace up for NC State and Vanderbilt. And I, you know, I literally never played basketball. I, I did play basketball when I was super young, but literally never competitively played basketball. But if I am, you know, let's say NC State or Vanderbilt and I'm playing UNC Greensboro and UNC Greensboro wants to get up and down the court, um, I'm probably like, hey, this is fun. This isn't something I get to do very often. We're, we're going against a team that, that we outmatch. Um, let's get up and down the court with them. It's probably not yeah. going to hinder us. And all other and, most teams other than Virginia, well, you know, Virginia, North Texas, Charlotte, there's a bunch of teams that you know, handful of teams, but most teams, yes, most teams absolutely do that. They'll just be like, Yeah, we can dominate this team, let's go, let's, yeah. let's challenge, accept it, you know. Yep, and, and so I think that's why you've been seeing these games in, in the 140s before. I think when, when these two teams play, I think you're much less likely to see that. Um, because even if you know, NC State being the, the, the better team here, um, uh, they're not exactly wanting to get up and down up and down the court. So um, unless we see something completely uh, um, th- something that we haven't seen so far this season from these two teams, uh, I like going under, under 142 and a half here. Uh, always. And I personally always like uh, an under and a neutral neutral site game. You've talked a lot about a little bit about that th- this season, all the reasons why those neutral site games can sometimes be a little bit more lower scoring. So um, just kind of a, a great setup here for me with the pace, the, the neutral court, neutral court game playing on a holiday, Let's let's just get a really slow, sleepy like first two TV timeouts of this game. You know, that's all I'm asking for. Um, speaking of Vanderbilt uh, specifically, because they are the team that I think is going to really slow this game down. When you look at their first four games, the level of competition was lacking at best. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Presbyterian who who beat them, and so that tells you why this is probably the worst game on the slate because mm-hmm. <laughs> Presbyterian beat Vanderbilt. Um, yeah. NC State should probably handle them, but USC Upstate, UNC Greensboro, and Central Arkansas, and all of these were within 10 points. So that's mm-hmm. um, no too. 
But in all of those games, they didn't play a team of the caliber of NC State. You never know exactly what a coach's game plan is going to be. And if you do, it's questionable in the legality if you, if you should be betting it, right? Mm-hmm. But in general, you expect a team that plays slower, more controlled basketball like Vanderbilt, works in the defensive end at not allowing fast breaks, not allowing quick scores, et cetera. You expect that to go into overdrive when you're playing the better team because they will probably get clocked if they try to play at a reasonable pace. They have to really slow this game down. They have to Virginia this game up if they want to have a chance to win. So that's another thing in our favor that we don't exactly know what the game plan is. And again, we also put these spots and these edges like that. And we say we don't necessarily want that to talk us into a play, but we maybe talk us out of a play. But at least that also backs up, is on our side, that it doesn't seem like either team wants to speed it up. And specifically Vanderbilt, I think, has to keep it slow uh, or else they're going to get run from this one. And even if they do speed it up, we always have the chance of winning because it could be a blowout that's a sleepy second half. NC State's defense is good. And given Vanderbilt's struggles against those teams, I mean, it's not. A, there's a lot of ways this game could go. One of them, reasonably, is that Vanderbilt only scores something like 50 points. Yeah, yeah, and and we have a perfect example of that as we're recording tonight. We had a game where uh, sidelines said go over, you know, 156 or some, mm-hmm. something like that, and or maybe 164. I don't even know. It's some ridiculous it wide number, and, and and it didn't get close because of exactly what you said. One team scored 90, and the other team was just yep. like, yeah, we're done. We're ready to go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so it didn't, it didn't come close. So, yeah, um, closer game definitely helps the over. NC State gets way out ahead in this one. Feel even yeah. better about the under. Yeah, and, and to, to kind of summarize there, again, there's there's multiple ways the game can play out. So we're not trying to say we we're going to predict exactly, but a reasonable outcome is Vanderbilt tries to slow it down. It's a grinded out game. It's a little bit like the West Virginia-Virginia game we saw on it. Maybe not quite to that extreme, but that same sort of more grinded out, slower tempered, you know, 65 to 60 type game that's just a little more grinded out. Um, that's the type of game I think Vanderbilt's going to want to play in this one. Another way that we could win is that blowout scenario where NC State wins something like, you know, 85 to 55 or something like that too. Yeah. So there's a couple different paths to victory here, um, no matter what Vanderbilt decides to do. So we always like that as well. It gives a few extra chance, chances of winning. Uh, remember to join us on Dub Club again for more picks. There's your recap on screen if you're with us on YouTube. Cousin Jared, parting words before we go to the music and then we come back on a separate show to talk college football for a couple hours. Make sure you find find us on on social media, uh, you know, the TikTok, Instagram. We will have the totals of the day out there. So probably more totals coming once more lines come out. Uh, so be watching in all those places. We'll, we'll have a, a, maybe one or two more free picks for you. Because you love to specialize in the random game totals, and you do very well in them. Mm. Uh, you will not have that opportunity on on tomorrow. The total of the day will have yeah. to come from a big school. So yeah. we are. Yeah. Uh, if if you like the random game totals, tomorrow is not your day. But if you like the big game no. totals, we will probably get you one more over on the social media as well. Uh, everyone, thanks for watching, and have a good Thanksgiving, safe travels, happy holidays, etc. And hopefully, we see you in study hall for college.